0: Welcome the to wall there. For the win. Good! You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.
1: Happy Monday and welcome to locked on women's basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim, a reporter for Her Hoop Stats and doing a bunch of other things, mainly yelling on Twitter, where you can follow me at Gabe underscore Ibrahim, alongside. Our resident gym rat, Miami Hurricanes, former center, basketball commentator galore. You will be seeing her on your television screens come hell or high water this season. I'm saying that. Amy Audibert. how you doing?
0: I am better now that I have your vibe. Those vibes <laughs> yes. From my computer. I'm doing great. You know, we were just talking about we're so excited with the kickoff of college basketball. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, also in what we do games get canceled yeah. the games get switched last minute and I'm kind of experiencing that firsthand but I guess um we have to kind of take a little step outside ourselves and realize that the coaches are coaching and the players are playing and that's kind of the foundation of yeah. what we do and uh, so yeah like let's just hopefully uh get those numbers under control <laughs> again yeah. after Thanksgiving and um yeah let's 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 rock on
1: I'm sure the American government and the NCAA are doing their best to make sure they are stopping the spread of coronavirus. Um, but yeah, I, I do where if, if it has to be me putting you on YouTube and telling people to cast on their TVs, they're going to see you on their television screens this year. But first and foremost, we have actual basketball yeah. to talk about <laughs> actual basketball. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been what we've been, we've had like two months now with no basketball essentially. Mm-hmm. Since the WNBA ended. So now it's not just us talking about basketball. It will happen. There's actual basketball that has happened. Um, So the place I want to start is at the top of the AP top 25. South Carolina, uh, they were in the Bad Boy Mowers. (laughs) Uh, What a Bad Boy Mowers classic or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I love Bad Boy Mowers as a sponsor. Yeah, you
0: want to kick off your season in the Bad Boy Mowers. Yeah, that's it, it, that's where you want to be. When you're number one, you better go with the Bad Boys.
1: <laughs> the Bad the Bad Boy Mowers um, crossover classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll 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 get you some actual Bad Boy Mowers free advertising here for a second. But I do I do want to get into South Carolina because to me they they struggled a little bit. Uh, they they really had. Uh, they're hands full with both South Dakota and Gonzaga. They do end up winning both of their games, um, but it wasn't, wasn't quite easy. They, they beat um, South Dakota uh, by 10 points. They beat Gonzaga by seven points. Both those games were closer than the final scores would tell you. They struggled from the free throw line. They fifty eight 58.6% from the free throw line over the weekend, which is very gross. Um, and then, you know, I kind of saw a lot of defensive mistakes, not a lot of communication. So Amy, what do you think of South Carolina and what do you think of those? Are you concerned about them or did they just kind of look like a normal team?
0: No, they're still number one. So before those two games, let's go back to to game number one where they won the game by 81 points.
1: That's true. I did forget about college college (laughs)
0: Yeah, Charleston. Shout out to Robin Harmony, by the way. The head coach there was my former associate head coach at Miami. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so they start off the season playing number one. Um, and that's the thing, right? You get into when you play the number one team, they're often bigger, faster, stronger, and they're just better, talented, mm-hmm. better basketball players. You and I both know Don Staley has talked about um, not having the a holes on the team, right? And just that yep. kind of attitude and swag has to get developed. So when you come out in your season opener and you roll, Like, and I mean, and the thing was, Gabe, like, let's not forget these, these women are on their phones. Like that, that score was on our stool. Like it was everywhere. They rolled by 91 points or 81 points, like won the game by 81 points one more time. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, they came out a little bit, um, again, South Dakota one by 10, you mentioned the 7.1 to me. It's, it is that level of maturity. Okay. Um, they're still winning the ball games against good teams, but you're right. Um, when you're number one, you're you're always tested. You always, if you can get through the warm up, if the game's not over by the time the warm up's yes. over, then you are going to be tested on the court, and that's a huge um, learning curve for younger players. Now, Aaliyah Boston's got to be better, right? Yes, She's yes. averaging. 11 and 8 over 25 minutes in those first three games. I understand. Again, we're still figuring out rotations. We're preseason. We don't know what actually goes on behind closed doors with this unprecedented situation that these Mm -hmm. young women are facing right now, right? And so uh, she's got to be better, right? I think she's got to average closer to 20 and 12, maybe. I mean, she should. She's capable. She's that good. Um, But Destiny Henderson was huge for them, their junior point guard. Yeah. And, and, and then, so then when we talk about like kind of leaning into that seat, that veteran leadership or a bit more explore, experience or poised, that's how they won games. They were able to rely on that. So I think they have to be confident that that piece is there now against Gonzaga. She had two quick fouls, zero points in the first half, ends the game with mm-hmm. 23 points. So um, in, in 28 minutes right now, she's averaging 18, six and over three assists per game. And so I think mm. you put some weight into there, and and now you you started off three and zero, and now I think you know you don't have a lot of time to wait for, yeah. Aliyah and her company to to really start stepping up, putting numbers on. But I want to go into a couple things. You mentioned the defense. That's right. Gonzaga shot forty seven percent from three against them, and so you've mm-hmm. got to defend the three, especially when. Your, your favorite team, Arkansas, right? Like they are a three point shooting team. They're in conference rivals. So when you get to that game, like you have to learn how to defend the three. Um, they did, you mentioned their poor free throw shooting. In that Gonzaga game, they took 41 free throw mm-hmm. attempts. They only made 25. So that game, it's a seven point game, probably closer. Should have been maybe like a 12, 15 point game. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, Gonzaga was up with just under four minutes to play. And then South Carolina responded with that 14 to six run to close the game out. And that was because of Destiny Henderson taking on a leadership role. So I think you have to be confident that that piece that's more intangible, right? That that's, you can't force someone to do that. She did it. That's great. But the big test Tuesday night, 7 PM NC state also you know top team 10, Top ten team in the country. That date is circled because, in my opinion, this is going to be South Carolina's test now.
1: Yeah, yeah I, tell I, tell it. It. Uh, I get. I'm getting some feedback from some. All right, coming back in three, two, one. So I agree with everything you said on on South Carolina. Um, I think you know the the thing you point out is that they are young, so it's going to take. They are, they are going to lean on some of their more veteran players. I think there's a big difference coming in as the heavy favorite rather than where they were last year, where they were kind of trying to climb that mountain. And it kind of stinks for them that they didn't get a tournament to, you know, fully get to where they thought they should be. Um, but last year, they had only six wins out of their, I forget how many they ended up with, but they, they only lost one game. So they, helped, they had six wins by only uh, by 10 or fewer points last year. And none of those games came back to back. And now they had two straight games where they only won by 10 and seven. So I think they're not as dominant as they were last year quite yet. And that probably has to do, you know, first and foremost with Gonzaga and South Dakota being really good teams. Those are just really good teams and they're going to play you tough. And now you got the target on your back. So now I think there's going to be a little bit of adjusting for South Carolina. And like you said, the big game on Thursday is going to be their big test. I'd be surprised if they're just not, up and jacked up for that one I, I i think this is a big game team you know this is a team that's going to come into these big games and win them um but i also just think they need some seasoning so as the season goes on they're going to get better they're going to look more and more dominant and probably by the end of the year we're going to be saying this team is the clear favorite uh I, if i had to guess you never know this season's going to be super weird but that's where i'm guessing we're heading with south carolina um but i think they're going to drop they're going to drop a game or two that we don't uh, expect for them, right? Maybe it's not this NC State game, but they have Iowa State coming up after that. They're playing they're playing my girls from Fayetteville in, in Arkansas and I have some concerns about Arkansas which we'll get to in a little bit, but <laughs> I think they'll they'll probably drop a game that we're not expecting right now. And and I think they're they're just they're, they're looking a little they're looking a little rusty in the beginning of the season. I think that'll that'll work itself out.
0: Yeah, I still I still think they'll pull it together. Like you said, like they they're they're playing close games or winning them. And and while we can say, yeah, they're younger, don't forget, like a lot of these players were freshmen last year. So Mm -hmm. they understand and they were playing and contributing as freshmen last year. So they are experienced. I'm sure their conversations very much last night, this morning are okay, it's time. Like we have to snap it Mm -hmm. together. It's great that we got wins, but you guys know what you have to do. We know what we have to fix, and and like you said, we'll, we'll see what happens on Tuesday night. But I, you're right. They 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 have the swag. They have the confidence, and and I think of anything just leaning into Destiny Henderson as as that leader is is huge for this
1: team. Yep, and uh, we're not giving any bulletin board material to Don Staley. Not on this podcast. That's not going to happen. You can look <laughs> elsewhere for that. It'll not come from us because we we both believe in South Carolina. Um, and I think they're going to do great. And if you couldn't watch this game, it's because it's on flow hoops, um, which is a thing that you have to pay for. That'll take us to our first break. And then we will get into what happened on the other, uh, tournament in the flow. Hoops. Uh, the beach bubble Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Yes. These things are healthy. Yes. They're going to help you put on weight or maintain your weight or lose weight, depending on what your goals are. But first and foremost, these things taste delicious and they have, uh, 18 amazing flavors. Six of them are new. Uh, Cherry Barsia, which is a a, uh, pun on Jerry Garcia's name that I'm probably not pronouncing right, but you know what? It probably sounds good because the ice cream really tastes good. Uh, There's a caramel brownie, which I'm dying to try. Cookies and cream. All these flavors sound amazing. And then they also have their uh, original ones. The peanut butter brownie is what I roll with. So if you're looking for a great tasting candy bar that also... Doubles as a protein bar and is healthy for you. Look no further because it's built bar. It can the built the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. If you're doing a keto diet, amazing for you. I'm very happy for you and your choices in life. If you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use that promo code locked on to make sure that they know you came from us and to get 20% off your order at builtbar.com. Welcome back here unlocked on, on Women's Basketball. Just a reminder, we're not the only show on this, on this here podcast feed. There's an amazing uh, trio of hosts. We have Eric Ayala bringing you up on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then you have Howard McDell doing his big Friday conversation on Fridays. So uh, just subscribe to us on your favorite podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB to keep up with everything we are doing because we're bringing you women's basketball coverage every single day. Now, let's get into the beach bubble down in Fort Myers, Florida, in the Alaco area. You ever been to Fort Myers, Amy? I'm
0: sure I have. Um, I don't, that's I don't, No, that's the right um, response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, listen, I stayed more on the East Coast myself, as you yeah. know. <laughs> but <laughs> Florida's Florida. I mean, would I love to be on the beach in Fort Myers right now? Yes. <laughs>
1: That that's that's about that's about the right responses. Yeah, I'd like to be there. I've never it it doesn't it doesn't have any uh, hard memories. I've been to Fort Myers plenty of times. It's it's nice. Let's get into the the headliner of the tournament, the Maryland Terrapins. uh, They go two and one. They uh, beat uh, Davidson easily. Kind of skate through that game. Then they lose to uh, Missouri State pretty handily, and then they come back and spank Arkansas. Um, So it's kind of a weird tournament up and down for them. But to me, my biggest takeaway was that this team has championship upside. I think Angel Reese, Ashley Owusu, Diamond Miller, all in their freshman or sophomore years, that's a championship core. Maybe not this year, but going forward, I think this is a team that could challenge for a championship.
0: And don't forget, and they also add two transfers. Yeah. showed up big, too, and Chloe Bibby from Mississippi State and Katie Benson from Harvard. And mm-hmm. you're right when you want to talk about like just the mixture and having that balance. Uh, they certainly showed it. And, and if I'm Brenda, Brenda freeze, who I think she's just absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, it's okay. Dropping games early, especially, right. Especially, you know, figuring out um, this new mix, new faces. So like you said, they dropped Missouri state, the Arkansas win was huge because Maryland at the time ranked number 12, probably going up Arkansas ranked mm-hmm. number 14. So in their minds, that's been circled probably for a couple weeks, right? Yep. And uh, just a huge response after a, a lot, um, a huge response. You mentioned the spank, 19 points. They, they won that game. And, uh, man, 41 third quarter points, you know, 115 points on the game, the most ever against a ranked opponent for Maryland. Mm -hmm. that's response and that's huge and uh, I would feel very very excited Uh, but you know both teams had five players scoring double digits and obviously to me the difference here and I know that this is your team so I'm going to let you take the (laughs) horn on it but you know with Arkansas they really predicate themselves on their pace and their shooting and they shot eight for 25 from the three and that's the game and and my issue is always um, the teams that live and die by the three is that sometimes they're going to die unless they show another way um, in which they are willing to score or adjust. Because as, as you know, we've seen it enough. Some, some days you show up and you just can't, you can't hit a shot.
1: Yeah. And I, so do, Arkansas is my team this year. I have no relationship with the university of Arkansas. I've never been to the state of Arkansas. I just love this team. Um, <laughs> and I do. I do. I have, I have an affinity for the Razorbacks, but. I'm from Miami, so, like, I've never been to Arkansas. I just really like this team. But I am – I just – I love it. Woo pig. But uh, the biggest concern for me with Arkansas is their slow starts. Um I think it kind of ties into what you're saying about living and dying by the three. I actually don't think Arkansas needs to live and die by the three. They kind of do. But I think early in the game they would benefit from just just reining it in a little bit, you know, take, taking – Telling their team, hey, let's let's actually play in the half court a little bit more. Let's get let Chelsea Dungy get the ball on the wing because she's gonna get fouled. She got, I mean, she is one of the best um foul drawers in in college basketball right now, I think. So if you just let her kind of do her thing early on, A, it gets her going. B, it's gonna slow down the pace of the game so you have more energy throughout. And C, I think it kind of lets your shooters settle into the game a little bit more. Cause I think they're just they came out in every single game and it was like, you know, they were, they were a rocket and they were going out and they were crazy and they were frantic. I think if you just kind of have to, you kind of have to rein it in a little bit. I think, you know, I think Mike neighbors will figure out the right mixture there. Um, But yeah.
0: I'm just, I'm a huge advocate of of the the phrase, be quick, don't hurry. Yeah. When you're saying, when you're talking, that's what I'm thinking about. You don't have to slow your pace, but get it to Dungy, rip and go, draw two quick, mm-hmm. I always, I'm, oh, I'm just, I'm such an advocate of starting the game, pounding it inside, kicking it out, you know, see who you can draw, what if, you know, she, one of their top defenders guarding her and she picks up two quick fouls, that kind of sets the tone for the next at least couple minutes of that game, right, and, and so just, I, I agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. 100%, like, you can run quick, you can make, you can get up and down and up and down, you make quick decisions, it's just a matter of not rushing from the shoulders up, you yes. know, but but like you, I didn't want to cut you off, but that's just, and I think that's part of is just playing through that, right? Especially new group. Again, and I think we're going to say this a lot the next couple months. We also have to consider like what we, you and I, experience and like our anxieties about the world. Like these student athletes are also experiencing that stuff, and it's not measurable. And they can say it's affecting them. They can say it's not affecting them. But I just have to believe right now in the yeah. season that there's a lot more going on than there would be any other year
1: no i think that contributed actually like these they, they were just so ready to go especially against wake that in their first game against wake that it was kind of like it, there was too much they, they were just go- it was exactly what you're saying they were going fast and they were they were making bat- rash decisions whereas they could have gone quick um and i think I, I trust this team though i do yeah.
0: I think it's easier to kind of rein it back. Like you don't ever want to tell a team, oh, you guys have to play better with more energy. Like, you know what I mean? It's easier to film and talk about making better decisions in that frame, you know? And so I think that's a huge plus for this Arkansas team. And I think Mike Neighbors, who I'm also a very big fan of him and his program. I don't want to to sit here and say (laughs) it's just you. So I'm excited to watch this team throughout the season.
1: No, I think and the the thing that they did was they just caught fire, um, especially against Wake. They just caught fire and the game was over. And I think they can do that all the time. It's just a matter of energy. And frankly, the same thing happened with Maryland. To Mar- to me, the most impressive part about Maryland is like, yeah, they I think they went into half of like uh, a some like a nineteen point leader. Or, or they, they were up big at half, but what they did in the third quarter was say, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end this now. Like this game's over now. They put the pedal to the metal and they were done um I think if you can do that that to me is what makes a really really good team
0: yeah I agree that that's it that you have to be so proud of that effort in the third quarter because like you said they were up at they were up handedly at halftime and they, they would oh. respond but they also shot 16 for 31 from the three so it they kind of gave Arkansas <laughs> a little taste of, of what they wanted to do right and and, and oh. I'm, I'm very encouraged um for the Maryland program right now
1: their offense is amazing. I, I think both Arkansas and Maryland, I think every, any team in the country, for the most part, um, they want to get their defense a little bit better. Maybe not Missouri State, who was tremendous on defense in this, in this tournament, but every other team in the country, I think has defensive issues, communication issues, just getting back into the swing of, an, of a real season.
0: And let's just get into a little of the, the, the drama of this matchup. Don't forget Destiny Slocum started off her mm-hmm. college career at Maryland. So, oh. a, a, Bre- a Brenda Freeze Maryland who left that program to Oregon State, who left Oregon State now with Arkansas. And so, don't think of your Maryland. Um, this one felt a little extra oh. special.
1: <laughs> no, they, they wanted this one. You know, it's crazy, too. Like, how many, how many players has Brenda Freeze had transferred from the program over the past two years, right? Two or three years. It's a ton. And they're still at this championship level where I don't know. I I love their mixture. I think they have a perfect complete team. So to me, it's just like, she, she is a recruiting mastermind. I don't know. People, people have to pay attention more than what she's doing. I did have a couple more uh, notes. Uh, Missouri state. They can definitely compete with the big teams. We've known this for a long time. They have a ton of experience. I wouldn't be surprised if they make it further than their 2019 sweet 16 um, finish. And Wake, Wake's going to be frisky. I really like Gina Conti. I really like Ivana Ratsa. Um, those two players are legit. They can score. Uh, Conti is just a great veteran point guard. I think she's going to she's going to really, uh, you know, captain that team well. And I think they're going to be frisky in the ACC. Yeah,
0: and and one more I'm, I'm going to give out, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, by the way, in our ACC preview, we mm-hmm. talked about Conti and, and I. That's just that's what you expect from your senior point guard, right? Um, Florida Golf Coast. Let's talk about Kirsten a yeah. second. 24 and 20. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty that's, solid. That and you don't know, this nice. is an Ohio State transfer who is like listed as a 6'1 guard, but she's mm-hmm. more like a 6'10 power forward. Like she gets in there and uses her body. But that was exciting too. That was I just I just want to say we gotta 24 points, great. 20 rebounds. That obviously, like she's got some physical gifts against who she's playing against, but 20 rebounds. And she did it in like not a whole lot of minutes too. Right. I don't have the exact number, but it was like 22 minutes or something too. So just wanted to say, you know, I'm just gonna pack my lunch pail and go to work today. Get me out as soon as you can.
1: <laughs> and and to uh, to Shara Morehouse, which I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing her first name correctly. If I'm not, I'll check it. Uh, for FGCU, she almost beat Arkansas like single-handedly. I think she had like 35 points in that game. I'll get <laughs> yeah. you. I get you. She was unbelievable. Yeah, she had 35 points of 14 of 20 shooting against Arkansas. I mean, she's a transfer from I think West Nebraska Community College. Mm-hmm. So she's balling out. She saw her opportunity in this tournament to be on, to be against these big these big teams. Was like I'm gonna do it, and they almost they almost nipped Arkansas. That would have been a huge win for them.
0: At Florida Gulf Coast. They remember was it a couple years ago? They were in the the NCAA tournament in Miami. and They had a couple huge games.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. they
0: knocked off. Did they knock off Miami or? I I don't, I I just know that they are a team that I, and I know their men's team gained a lot of national Mm -hmm. notoriety a couple of years ago. Their women's team's really good too. And they're a team that I just like, you never schedule Florida golf coast as like a, a game, you know, that you think, Oh, you know, we're going to go just kind of get our feet wet. They are going to come out and get after you. They do a great job recruiting. They've got some dogs and uh, that hasn't changed this year. That's what we know about this team.
1: No, I think I think they're gonna. One of the things I feel most confident in after this tournament is Florida Gulf Coast winning um, the the Atlantic Sun oh, conference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've won they've won the last two years straight. So
0: you don't want to play them in the in the NCAA tournament.
1: I do not. I agree with that because they they look really good and they're not afraid of anybody. Okay, we have to take it to another break. When we come back, we're gonna give you some. Uh, Some performances that we really enjoyed, and we're going to take you around the country to talk about teams that uh, we haven't talked about yet. So keep it locked right here on Locked On Women's Basketball. Welcome back to Locked On Women's Basketball, part of the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Every team, every day, I'm not sure what the saying is anymore, but you get the idea. There's this podcast for every single team, including one on the entire NBA, and you can listen to Locked On MBAs on Mondays after you listen to this show, of course, with Josh Lloyd the host of uh the wildly popular Locked On Fantasy Basketball which it is actually wildly popular takes you he takes you all around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts obviously the NBA is uh starting now despite you know it ending like a week ago I don't like I feel like the the last game of the NBA finals was a couple weeks ago but hey yeah okay. 2020, whatever.
0: The only people that she could be complaining about that is the players. <laughs> I,
1: look, I just needed, I wanted like a second because my, my year is always so planned, right? Like I get my I get my MBA, then I, it's into June, and I get to watch. You know, I have the WNBA and the NBA kind of going together. Then I get the WNBA. Now I get to watch some college football for a little while. Then basketball starts. Now I got college basketball. And then I get to rev up a little bit into the MBA, and I will have that this year. So now I'm just going. We're going. Full speed ahead the entire season. Um, But we can talk about some other players who came into this season full speed ahead. Do you like that transition? Because we're going to talk about some players that we uh, like to watch. Amy, who was your performance of the weekend, I guess, or one of your performances?
0: Yeah, there was a lot of fun things. We've already talked about a couple. But I'm going to take it over to the West because we forget to do that over on the East. We've got to talk about the Oregon Ducks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay? As always.
0: Listen, so they play Seattle U. 116 to 51. I get it. I don't think the Ducks are looking at that score like feeling so amazing. You know, like that's what they were supposed mm-hmm. to do. But 71 points at halftime—that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> fun. I don't that's care. Not bad. You're playing college basketball, and there are there is a team that is trying to stop you. <laughs> okay, so they get they drop 71 at half. But what I really love their highest scoring quarter output was the first quarter they dropped 39 points in the first quarter they played 12 players in the first quarter so Kelly Graves and his staff got everybody in and out it's hard to score when subs are coming in in and out mm-hmm. because to find the continuity they still found it so this is an Oregon team that obviously post Sabrina post Satu post Ruthie right what are they going to look like they came out and they made a statement you know we're That's here adorable. but the highlight for me was we go back to these Maryland transfers, junior <laughs> guard out of Maryland, Taylor Mikesell, who you know went eight for 10 from three. Ooh. She missed her first three and then hit seven in a row. Okay, so this is a player now. She played and she played 22 minutes
1: and she That's had crazy. 20, I just saw that
0: 28 points in 22 minutes. She went 10 for the sorry, 10 for 31 from the three, but. The team did, but she went eight for 10, which meant the rest of the team went two for 21. So that's something that they're gonna have to kind of reel in and figure out. But I was also just want to say, also, um, really happy to see Sedona Prince, who hasn't played in two years, Texas transfer six seven, who had 17 and six. She had four field goals in the first quarter, three of them were assisted by their freshman point guard, Tahina Pow Pow, who is the first freshman to start a season, or a season opener since, do you know the name Sabrina Unesco?
1: So, I've heard her. I've, heard, I've heard, excited, heard her.
0: excited, right? And I also think Ni- Niara Sabli, Satu's younger sister, also looked really good. She had 10 and 6 and 14. Again, a player that's been out for two years. So Taylor Mikesell so kind of stole the show, which is why we're talking about, you know, my, who I was excited about. But this Ducks program, who clearly has felt some kind of way in the off season, just trying to figure out what the future looks like. I think they have to be pretty excited. And we're talking about number one, South Carolina. I do believe Oregon's is going to push. Yep. They can, you know, obviously tighten some things up. I don't know if they're particularly happy about giving up 51 points, but that's what a championship caliber team does, right? Like they don't look at the score and say, great job today. It's okay. How can we get better? But uh, for the first game, and we're talking about freshmen, we're talking about new faces, we're talking about two players who, hasn't, who haven't played the game in two years because of injuries. Two bigs who haven't played the game in two years because mm-hmm. of injuries. And they came out and they look very poised, uh, in my opinion. Now, I'm sure Kelly Graves would tell you different because that's what head coaches do. Um, but uh, and, and the last one I'm going to say, three turnovers in the whole game. We talk about new faces we talk about good get bodies getting in and out and there's a lot of at first game there's a lot of potential for things to look really sloppy three turnovers so i always have, i was happy um i, I was i was yeah I'm, I'm rocking with oregon still
1: i like it no and so i mean if if taylor mikesell so is going to shoot 80 percent from the three-point line like we're going to have no problem with this year oregon's going to be in the final four but i, do- yeah. I doubt she's going to be able to do that
0: no, but you know what it was to me it was like that whole thing again too right like just a poised player who's ready to contribute and ready yeah. to take over I don't think it's a fluke that she came out and played well like that and when you go but, into this program you look at their losses they are they were probably you know they were the, the hottest team in the country last year because they had Sabrina like I don't I don't know if you disagree with me but come on yeah um, And just her story of returning to win a national championship and I believe like I know like i will probably piss a lot of people in columbia south carolina off but i believe oregon was going to win i don't believe that sabrina was going to leave new orleans without a national championship um but i
1: didn't uh, say it don yeah. staley for listening I, I did not say that
0: no but i mean <laughs> could change this year right but uh yeah. but still so anyways i was uh i was excited um to see this this uh opening look for the ducks
1: yeah i, I also really like the ta- that uh taylor cell she only took one two point shot i love that just like no know, know what you're doing be like i'm i'm just banging them out from three you point
0: well well like i said she hits seven in a row so why would you change
1: yeah, well, no.
0: why, do you, why do you change something that's working <laughs> you know uh i don't know plus don't forget between sedona and niara like they've got some huge bodies inside they so um they've got it they have a pay presence that's gonna suck in a lot of defense
1: it'll be a little while before we see them up against um one of the big it looks like their first kind of big game is December 13th against Oregon State. Although playing any game this year is a big game. Like and anything you can get on the court, that's a big game in 2020. Cause uh, as we see, we've seen a lot of cancellations already. Um, hopefully it doesn't get to the point, you know, where we're having to have conversations about whether we should continue or put a pause on things, but uh, you are going to have games canceled throughout the season. So hopefully they can get out on the court, but December 13th against Oregon State will probably be their first big test. For when my, pro-
0: well, sorry. Let me just ask you this one quick question: Game, when is it when is it acceptable get to get excited about a game? Like, you know, me saying um, NC State and South Carolina tomorrow night, I'm nervous saying that no. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, so December the, 13th, it's like really hard to get super excited about that game because there's a chance it's, of it's
1: the and, you know? second. It's the second the game tips off. That's when you could be excited about.
0: Okay. It. When right.
1: everyone, <laughs> when everyone is on the court and has tipped. That's what you could be excited about. Cause I mean, yeah. if you watch college football, like you've seen games canceled the second before they start. Oh. Um, so okay. <laughs> that's, that's just how it's going to be. But uh, I do want to, I do want to talk about another player who was really hot from three very quickly. Skylar Kern from high point university, the big South preseason player of the year lit up North Carolina. Um, she hit, uh, she had 17 points in the opening 20-2 to two run for High Point. So, High Point got up 18 points to start the game against North Carolina. High Point, if you don't know, is in High Point, North Carolina. Used to be the furniture capital of the world. There's a fun fact for everyone. Um, so, this is an in-state mid-major taking it to the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill Tar Heels. And she just put it on him. She had 17 points in the first 20. She finished the first quarter with 22 points. She hit five of seven threes in the first uh, quarter, and it was just one of those – it kind of was like Clay Thompson, right? Like, you know when he gets hot, and it's like he's not even touching the ball. It's just like, oh, one dribble, bang. She was running around. She's running through screens, finding ways to just fade off of of screens. They had some really inventive ways to get her the ball and get her wide-open threes, and it it worked – Um, really well against unc who's you know they're still they're still getting into the groove of the defensive communications and all that um but man she was just on fire she she was absolutely on fire she finished the game with 28 points um i think she's going to be really really strong in the big South. i also think unc is going to end up being pretty pretty good uh they came out and blitzed high point in the second half it was ended up being a 25 point win for unc but skylar Curran, she's going to make some noise you you don't Watch out for High Point. That's where my, uh, my fiancé's uh, dad teaches. He's a professor of finance there. It's a great school. And, you know, they, they've been really good with uh, COVID as well. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm expecting some big things from, uh, from um, Skylar Curran and the High Point Panthers this year. You
0: need to mic up that uh, first quarter timeout huddle from North Carolina. Like, you know what yeah. they said, right? Like, 22 oh. in the first quarter, she doesn't touch the ball. rest of the game so what they gave up six points in the last three quarters but you know when something like that happens it's kind of like a it's like a a pride thing like you let someone drop so obviously like you said North Carolina showed the adjustment which in game adjustments on the fly I think are like worth two points you know what I mean like that's big time um so they have to be proud of that but also like it's kind of like don't like um don't show everybody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you be like, calm down. <laughs> but no, you know, when when someone has a special performance like that, yes, like we talk about, like Clay Thompson, it, it, it's very special. But I do think that. Um, You do have to give credit to the entire team because they are setting the screen and they are getting her the ball on time, on target. She's obviously finishing it off and everything. So super special for her, but I think it's, it's kudos to the entire team. And I think that's something that they have to be encouraged when they look at film. We got her these shots too, and we can continue to do that. So um, you and and all your fancy furniture have a (laughs) lot to look forward to
1: this season. Yeah, no, I was actually, I, I was looking for, um, a reason to get into to High Point because you know, like I mentioned, my my fiance's dad teaches there, and we're there all the time. Um, so hopefully, when we get a vaccine, I can go down there and visit their program because they just got a new stadium. It's all it's all very nice at High Point. Um,
0: I love but, it. <laughs> I'd love huh? to check it out.
1: No, it's a beautiful school. Um, but I did really like like you were mentioning like there was there was on one of those threes to start to, in the first quarter. Um, you know, Skylar, it just leaves her hand. You can already see uh, Courtney Banghart, the coach for see on the court calling a timeout because she was so mad at her team for going, how you let her get another open look, guys.
0: Yeah, and then well, that's it, right? Is it doesn't even matter if the shot goes in. Someone yeah. has like, like 22 on you in the first quarter, like face guard. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know this is, this is the uh, competitive side of me, but you put her on the ground and put your hand up and say foul. Yep. That was Mm -hmm. me, not me, but you're not getting (laughs) another shot off. Like sometimes that's okay. You know,
1: just tackle Uh, her. (laughs) That's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah, Like (laughs) inbound the ball, but you're not getting another shot off, you know?
1: (laughs) Yep. Uh, So we, we will be back next Monday here on lockdown women's basketball. We're going to be talking hopefully about, that wonderful North Carolina South Carolina game, North Carolina State South Carolina game, um, which is actually on Thursday, by the way. Oh. Um, yeah. So we have a, we have a little bit of a ways to go yeah, before the game happens.
0: Rule right? Like one day we can be excited. Three no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then and then there's a bunch of big games on Sunday, and hopefully all of those take place. We don't know, but wh- whatever happens, we're gonna be right back here on Monday to recap it all and talk to you about. Some awesome basketball, because man, it is really nice to just have some live basketball back in our lives. So you guys take care. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast feed. Follow the show on, at LockedOnWBB. You can follow me on Twitter at Gable underscore Ibrahim. You can follow Amy on Twitter at Amy Audibert. And we'll be back to talk to you guys next week.